You are listening to the Change Management Review Podcast, where we bring you the best tactics, strategies, and actionable insights for change through our powerful interviews with change management practitioners and leaders. And now here's your host, Teresa Moulton. Welcome to the Change Management Review Podcast. My name is Teresa Moulton, and I am lucky to have William Vanderblomen with me. And he is um, the author of Be the Unicorn, a new book coming out to help people learn how to be irreplaceable. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about William, and then we're going to turn it over to him uh, to share some insights on what a unicorn is and uh, how we can actually become irreplaceable in today's workforce. So William Vanderblomen is the CEO and founder of Vanderblomen Search Group, a top executive search firm. In his upcoming book, Be the Unicorn, 12 Data-Driven Habits That Separate the Best Leaders from the Rest, William reveals how to, how job seekers, employees, hiring managers, and company leaders everywhere can stand out from their peers and become irreplaceable building the careers that they've always wanted. Drawing on 14 years of research and over 30,000 face-to-face interviews, Vanderblomen explains how he identifies the standouts or unicorns and combines the results of his career-long study as a guide for anybody to stand out of the crowd. He also reveals the 12 teachable traits, the fast, authentic, agile solver, anticipator, prepared, self-aware, curious, connected, likable, productive, productive, purpose-driven, which he finds all unicorns have in common, and he explains why hiring managers embrace each trait with actionable takeaways for how readers can incorporate each trait into their personal and professional lives. William Vanderblomen has been leading the Vanderblomen Search Group for 15 years, where they are regularly retained to identify the best talents for teams, manage succession planning, and consult on all issues regarding the teams. This year, Vanderblomen will complete their 3,000th executive search. Prior to to founding Vanderblomen Search Group, William studied executive search under a mentor with 25-plus years of executive search at the highest level. His learning taught him the very best corporate practices, including the search strategies used by internationally known firm Russell Reynolds. Prior to that, William served as a senior pastor at one of the largest Presbyterian churches in the United States. So, William, welcome. Thanks, Teresa. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm very excited. This topic is uh, so relevant to what's going on today. And um, I, you know, I really think that our listeners uh, are going to be are curious about how to stand out in today's uh job market and also the the why uh what you're talking about of of the unicorn will help will help them do that so before we get uh get into a lot of the detail can you help us understand what is a unicorn yeah uh well i think one let's see i'm not going to remember it verbatim but like one definition that caught my eye was a, a mythical creature you don't even really know if something this good exists and uh, and for me, I don't know, Teresa, if you've had this happen before I had my 
job that I have now I probably only happened a few times in life where you run into somebody, it's maybe it's a social gathering, maybe it's a work function, maybe it's a job interview. Um, but like within five minutes of meeting this person, you're like, this, this one's special. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much my whole life I've wondered, you know, I've, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I'm not the most gullible either. So how does somebody in five minutes make that kind of impression on me? Mm-hmm. Where I'm a fan, you know, when I was younger, I tried to hire them all. That was stupid. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> just because just somebody's a unicorn doesn't mean they fit my organization. But uh, right. as, as, yeah, as we did, uh, you know, at, at, during the shutdown of the pandemic, nearly all of our clients were closed indefinitely, which will free up your calendar if that happens to your business. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it changes your balance sheet too, but that's a different podcast. Um, so during that time, we we served our clients at no cost. We did a lot of things for them. I won't bore you with details, but we also had some time to drop back and look at what we had done in the last 12 years. And we realized, you know, in a search, you've got um, maybe any particular search, you've got maybe 1,500 people that are a prospect. And then maybe after you get serious and do research, it's down to 100 or 150. And then you do your initial calls and a little bit of internet sleuthing and maybe even a Zoom interview. It comes down to dozens. When you when you get down to the bottom of the funnel of a search, we usually have eight or 10, somewhere in there. Uh, we would call them semifinalists. And uh, if you get to that level, then you get an in-person, face-to-face, long-format interview with us. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot shot. of people. Yeah. yeah. So um, we realized in the pandemic, we've now done 30,000 of those interviews wow. with the best of the best. And the cool thing is, I, now that I'm older, I don't hire people just because I like them. I hire people that complement talents of the team. <laughs> and we have some really detail-oriented people that have kept great records. And we we know how all those interviews went with that 30,000. We even know where people are now. You know, we followed like who got the job, who excelled, who brought value, who got promoted, that sort of thing. And so we asked, you know, 30,000, that's pretty cool. Could we narrow it down further? Do we know who the, the ones that, you know, within five minutes of meeting them, you've the unicorns. Can we identify right. who they are? And we did. And then, then we studied, you know, what do they, what do they have in common? And that's sort of what led to this book. And it, and it's a, it was a nerdy research project that we did for our own purposes at the beginning is we thought if we can figure that out, then we'll know how to spot people quicker. We'll be better at our job. We can take on more searches and all this. What we didn't realize was the, th- the things they have in common are not at all what I expected. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it was it was stunningly clear results and surprising at the same time. I, I, I guess I thought, I guess I thought the best of the best would all have an IQ over 150. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or maybe they uh, all had the, the good fortune of getting to attend an Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. They're well-connected or... I don't know, socioeconomic status or or even as simple as it's the quarterback and the head cheerleader, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> um, not the case at all. Not the case at all. Uh, the the 12. In fact, we started to say here are the 12 traits of the best leader, but they're not even traits. They're habits Interesting. and habits and habits can be learned. 
Yes. So uh, what we realized in this research project that was supposed to help us um, was we, we, we've actually stumbled onto a roadmap now, not to spot unicorns, but to teach people to become one. And that was like, well, we probably need to make this a resource. We were going to self-publish it and had enough friends that are smarter than me say, no, 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 no. This needs to go through regular book publishing. There are a lot of people this will help, not just people on your email list. So we said, okay, fine, we'll go for it. Let's see if we can get this in the hands of people and and help them stand out. And uh, I, I think it's harder to stand out right now than it ever has been. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it is, especially with all the internet recruiting and um, and if you're working with a search firm, you know, with numbers like what you cited to become a candidate, uh, it's really it's really hard. Um, what do you think are some of the factors that make it difficult uh, to mm. get employed right now? Super good question. Uh, well, there's just a lot of things. I mean, you've got you're still dealing, I think, with ripples from the great resignation. Yeah. So you've got you've got hiring managers who are very antsy about hiring people they don't know because uh-huh. they you know, they've gotten burned by people who've left and it costs a lot to replace somebody. You lose momentum. Right. So I think there's some of that. Um, I didn't realize until we were researching this book. This is the first time in U.S. history that we've had five different generations working alongside each other in the workplace. Yes. Never happened before. And uh, I'd say there's six, actually. You know, you got uh, I'm Gen X and then mm-hmm. I guess there's millennial and then there's uh, the the Gen Z is, I guess, after that. But there's how about Gen AI? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's a whole nother thing that's in the workplace that is going to disrupt a lot of jobs, probably eliminate a lot of jobs, probably create a lot of jobs, too. Right. But but it just is noisier and noisier. You can layer on top of that, like everyone has a platform now. Right. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has you know, 5,000 Facebook friends. Everyone, it's it's just super noisy. And frankly, yes. I think uh, you've hired people before. I think uh, it's it's easier to look good online yes. now than ever. And a lot better than you look in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I just think it's really hard. And uh, hopefully this will be a tool that will allow someone who feels like, you know, I'm too old. All these young people are coming after my job. Nope. Follow these 12 habits. You'll stand out. I'm too young. I can't break through. It's an old boys club. Follow these 12 habits. You can stand out. I'm worried the computer is going to take my job. AI cannot do any of these 12 things. Mm-hmm. All human to human skills. Right. So I, I don't know. I think we may have stumbled into something that could help a lot of people. Yeah, it sounds like it. So what do you think the top two or three uh, traits are? See, that's a good question. I, I probably am inclined to answer with the two or three I'm best at. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but there uh, there's some interesting ones. And I really think uh, what's really going to be cool about this research project, we took it a step further. We built a software tool that oh, wow. you can self-assess how am I in these 12 areas? And it'll show you how you measure against the population. We surveyed a quarter million people building the, the self-assessment tool, had a psychologist involved, had d- data scientists, all that. Right. But give me five years 
And I'll be able to say, well, Teresa, what kind of job are you talking about? Because I can tell you the top three gifts necessary for a marketing manager right. versus the top three needed for a compliance officer versus an ER nurse or whatever. So it's going to be pretty, I think it's going to grow into something super cool. Yes. In general, I think let, let's, let's start with what's the easiest habit to adopt that will set you apart from the crowd. How's okay. that? Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, just get back to people. Yeah. That's all. It's really, in fact, I, I've told people as I'm doing podcasts for this, if you'd have just showed me the table of contents for this book and said, look at this new book that's coming out, I would have just looked at the list of 12 and said, duh, you know, that's a no brainer. Um, right. But but this is not my opinion about what makes 12, the 12 habits that make people. This is data backed like, no, really, just get back to people. Your mother was right when she told you to get back to people and write your thank you notes. Or Right. <laughs> um, the general the, the thing about these habits is they're super common among the unicorns and incredibly uncommon among the rest of us. OK. And so when I say get back to people. We studied software platforms for generating leads for businesses. Okay. Right. So like inbound marketing, you know, you yeah. fill, filling out a form, please contact me. I'd like more information. Send. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was a study done of tens of thousands of companies that use that kind of software. And the question was asked, does the speed with which you respond to that form affect the likelihood of getting to talk to that prospective customer? You understand? Like, yes. What's the optimal time to get back to people? Right. The research found if you get back to someone who fills out their form within 60 seconds, you have a 98% chance of talking to that individual. That's slam incredible. Slam dunk. If you get back to them 20 minutes after they send the form, it drops to 60%. Hmm. 20 minutes, and you've already lost your, your, down to six and 10 instead of 98 and 100. Mm -hmm. uh, if you wait 24 hours, you have a less than 1% chance of ever talking to that person. That's incredible. So then the, the study went on to find out what's the industry average for response time, right? Mm -hmm. 42 hours. Wow. 42 hours. So people are paying money to have software to generate leads and then they're just literally letting them die on the vine because they don't follow up quickly. In the in the book, we call it the fast because it's kind of attention grabbing, right? But yes, uh, you say, I'm not fast. Listen, I am not fast. I'm Dutch. We are built for wind resistance. We're not built for speed. <laughs> so, ah! so, you know, I would say that's the one that is so incredibly uncommon. Mm -hmm. We even looked at dating apps. You know, we looked at, you, you remember eHarmony? Oh, it's right. Like way, way before all the tenders and the swipe. Right, this right. Way. Yeah. This is a website full of lonely people mm -hmm. who really want to find somebody else. Mm -hmm. and they get notice of a potential match and they wait forever to get back to it. Right. So if you want to get ahead, just get back to people. Now, there's a lot of conversation around work-life balance. A lot of conversation around mental health and not always having the phone and how much screen time and all that. So 
you're going to have to build guardrails if you're a manager of a company and you I just heard a podcast. If we'll all get back to each other right away, we're going to, you know, you've got to, you've got to have, find balance, right? Right. But, but some jobs require rapid response. Sales and marketing, for instance, those are like now. You do it now, the business grows. Right. Um, customer service should be the same way, but maybe not quite as much. Accounting, not quite as necessary. Um, it'd be fabulous if the federal government would hire some people who get back to people. That'd be wonderful. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, that one to me is the first chapter of the 12. And uh, maybe it's because it's something I'm a little bit maniacal about. Maybe it's because it's the easiest one to adapt. I think step one is the easiest step. You can stand out in the crowd if you just get back to people. Right. So what, what um other than the you know the inverse of being fast being slow um what are some of the most negative um traits that you found that hold people back from you know being seen as a unicorn i'd say direct antonyms of all of these 12 okay so so i i'll take that back a little bit um there's some careers where pure technical competence matters a lot right and you can get a pass on human skills. For instance, if I ever have to have brain surgery, right? I don't care whether he's a jerk or not. I don't care whether she's nice to the nurses. I want the brain surgery done right, right? You know? Right. Uh, or, or when I'm on a uh, when I'm on a flight, I want the pilot to land the plane safely. It's right. kind of a pass fail test, <laughs> and the human skills that'd be nice. But so there's some jobs that are that are more competency driven. But I think that what causes candidates to rise and fall quicker than anything is their human to human, I call them soft skills. Yep. And frankly, as AI does take a lot of the competency driven jobs away, I think those human skills are going to be kind of the new gold standard in the workplace. Yeah. I've seen, um, I've talked to some AI experts and, um, you know, from their perspective, it's going to be problem solving skills, conflict resolution skills, um, and and I, I think when you talk to uh, change management professionals or you talk to uh, HR and OD uh, oriented people, it's definitely the soft skills. So I'm thinking it's a combination of, you know, critical thinking, problem yes. solving, the interpersonal skills. And um, the interesting piece, I think, that you mentioned about the interpersonal skills or the traits that you're identifying with is that they're habits and they yeah. can actually be learned. And that's something that I think is, is an, a new message for people um, because sometimes, you know, the typical HR training is, oh, we're going to help you with active listening, or we're going to help you with, um, you know, clear communication or uh, ma managing expectations or whatever it is, but they don't, they tell you what it is, but they don't tell you how to build a skill. That's and, right. and that's really, um, that's really what I think, you know, you're able to do uh, with your content is it's actually learnable. Yeah, I, we tried in each of the chapter to say, okay, here's what we've learned. Like, if, uh, here's a case study of yep. a unicorn who's fast. Here's what we found when we talked to the the unicorns themselves. Lots of quotes from them. Right. about here's what I do, here's what I do. It's kind of life hacks all through yep. the book. And then 
here's what you do. So it's it's a very practical, it's designed for anybody to be able to read. It's not, you know, Aristotle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's very straightforward. And, you know, if I could do, if I had, a, if I were smarter, I would have called James Clear and he wrote a book called Atomic Habits, which is yep. phenomenal. And I would say, why don't we make this a bundled book? You know, I'll name the habits and then your book can show how to learn habits and, and it'll be, it'll change the world. Um, so Let's I see. think it, it is going to require people actually doing the work, though. I, I don't know. You know, maybe true confessions. Uh, I am one of those who has bought a, a, a Peloton so that I would become a cyclist. And it has become a fabulous place to hang sweatshirts. And yeah, <laughs> right. Everybody's got some, it. It's one thing to hear what the habits are. It's another to actually put them in practice. And that's really on the reader. I can't make them do it. But but I do think we've created a very easy to comprehend, easy to apply research driven map for how to become irreplaceable. Yeah. I I it sounds um it sounds like something that people really need to grab onto and uh and think about and consider, you know, how do they actually build those skills? Um you made a point uh a few minutes ago, William, about uh how saturated the market is online. Everyone's got a platform, everyone's got, you know, sure. a message, a podcast. How do you how do you see some of these uh, traits differentiating um, folks on the web? Yeah, well, I don't know how it will help a LinkedIn profile. Right. Um, it might help people build their resume. You know, a great resume doesn't tell me what your objective is. Just leave that out on the resume. Okay. I don't, don't want to hear your objective. I want to hear what you've done. Okay. I'm old school. I really believe the best predictor of future performance is past performance. Okay. So if I were redoing my resume right now, I'd be tempted to take, well, I'd take the assessment and find out where I'm most gifted. Say it's your top three gifts. And I would build my accomplishments on my resume. I'd use those as a filter and say, okay, I'm going to highlight those three uh, habits through the accomplishments that I list. Okay. And I, I think that will be a, a helpful way to make people look better online. I, I don't know really how to leverage Facebook or TikTok or Snapchat or the ones I don't even know how to work. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the, the point, I think, you know, you've got a fabulous setup where you can do work from anywhere. Right. Um, but you still have to do human to human connection. Right. Yes. Even on this, we're in a human to human connection. Um, right. You were kind. I was a minute late. That wasn't very fast. I should have been on time. <laughs> uh. So I I, uh, I I think anytime humans are relating is when you'll have a chance to shine. And I, I happen to be one that believes that there's going to be a pendulum swing back toward people being in offices just because humans are lonely creatures. Yes. Being around others. Yes. And remote works great for a lot of people. And my goodness, the technology and now the just social acceptance of it is amazing. It, it's going to change the world. I do think at the end of the day, we're a lonely people. We like to be around others. And when you meet someone special within five minutes, you know, they're really special. Uh, right. You won't forget them. Right. Yeah, that's great. 
I'm, I'm think you're, I think you're right. I mean, the virtual stuff doesn't quite measure up. It's uh, not, it's not, it's, you know what it is? It's an echo of the real. Yes. And I, I'd rather have an echo than nothing. Right. It's still just an echo. Yes. Yes. In coaching, we talk about uh, character and presence. So there's mm. who you are and then the projection of yourself forward. And uh, that's kind of what I feel like uh, Zoom and all these technologies are. They're almost like a projection of who you are. That's um, good. But you don't totally get the depth of it. Yeah, I think that's right. That's yeah. Very good. Yeah. So um, what would what would you want to tell our subscribers who are professionals really leading and managing change um, within organizations? What do you think is important for them to know about the unicorns? Um, just that you can plug them in almost anywhere and they'll work. I, I think... I, the longer I do this, the more I, now we, we work in a service industry, right? Right. So uh, it's not coding. It's not brain surgery or airlines. Um, but I, I, the longer I do this, the more I'm convinced competencies can be taught. Okay. Easier, easier than interpersonal habits. And so if you find someone who's really good with interpersonal habits, keep moving them into different departments because they are contagious. They will inject some of that into every team they're on. And, and, you know, if you're talking about people in change management right now that have clients or whatever, you might suggest that they have their clients take the assessment. That sounds hopelessly salesy, but, uh, you know, the, the most, the least common gift of the 12 or habit of the 12 is self-awareness. Mm. It's also the single biggest blind spot. Yeah. So we we surveyed a quarter million people about these 12 habits. And one of the many, many questions we asked them was, uh, force rank yourself. Are you way below average, way above average, average? You know, it's a one through five sort of thing. Right. At, and it was each of the 12 habits. When asked about self-awareness, 91% of everyone said that they're above average in self-awareness. Interesting. And I don't do math for a living, but 91% of a group is not above average. Right. <laughs> it's just the math doesn't work. It's a huge blind spot for people. And it's also the least common gift among the unicorns we interviewed. And, you know, that just tells me a good first step in a change management situation or an OD situation. I mean, anytime you're working with teams is what can I do as I'm, you know, guiding them down this path? to help them build self-awareness. Yes. Maybe that's through the Enneagram. Maybe it's through DISC. Maybe it's Myers-Briggs. Maybe it's all of them. I, I I think we're in maybe the coolest age ever to build self-awareness, given all of the very valid personality assessments that are out there. And uh, I, I would think that the unicorn assessment would be something that would help uh, folks leading that change effort. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Where can people find the unicorn assessment? Yeah, so everything is at one website, okay? The, oh, excuse me, theunicornbook.com. Theunicornbook.com. Okay. There is a separate site for the assessment. It's called the Vander Index. Okay. Easy to spell, easy to remember, vanderindex.com. You'll see it. It's it's beautiful. There's, there's actually a 360 version uh, oh. where 
Yeah, it's super cool where you could take it, your boss takes it about you, people that work for you take it about you, then you really see, okay, you know, this is like when I was a young preacher and I heard a recording of a, a message of mine and I thought, that's not my voice. Mm. You know, you know what I mean? You're, yeah. That's not what I really sound like, is it? Uh, it? So the 360 just builds an instant people development plan. Just right. Here are the three things you think you're good at that you're not. Let's work on them. So, uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of ways that uh, managers can use the tools that we've built and we hope help. That's great. And then your book is available now, right? Be the Unicorn. Yeah, yeah, sure is. And my last name is so messed up that, um, Teresa, you can go to Google or to Amazon and just try spelling Vanderbloom and any way you want and it will you'll find it it's just that <laughs> weird <laughs> yeah i did do that that's true that's yeah. true um we had an, another guest on uh, the podcast name anise haddad and at the at the end of the podcast i said well where can we learn more about you and he said well because my name's so unique it's just anise.com and I was, <laughs> that's pretty cool so you're kind that of in the cool. same you're kind of in the same boat yeah yeah that's very good that's very cool yeah well thank you for your time william and um i'm really looking forward to uh diving into the book in more detail i got to do a preliminary review in order to be ready for today but um my interest is really around how do you actually train these habits sure sure well i uh appreciate you having me on and i uh I hope it's been a help to your listeners. And, you know, if, if people need more help, um, there are on our website, which is vanderblumen.com. Again, just go to Google and spell it however you want. There are about 4,000 free resources on how to build and run and keep a great team. Oh, so, great. Yeah. That's awesome to know. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Teresa. Have a great day. You too. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Change Management Review Podcast. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.